The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Hello and welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster and my guest today is Luke Abbott. I'm so excited to have you on, Luke. Thank Hi, you Tara. so much for being here. So good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you're here for mm. sure. Um, we just got to see each other last night at the Chamber Arrive at Five did. at Progression Brewery, and that was a fun. Scene. Yeah, and I think that's where we first met each other, maybe. That's probably right. At, at a, a chamber, chamber mixer. Event. Yeah. Yeah. Back in 2018, The before time. The before yeah. time. <laughs> the before, before time. In the before times. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you used to be at the chamber yeah. for a little bit. The Northampton, Greater Northampton Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, great team over there doing business support. I was their marketing manager um, up until 2021 when I started my own business. And before the chamber, did you do marketing? Was marketing always in your your like field of vision? Yeah, always part of my wheelhouse. Um, started out in the museum world, um, living or I was a student at the time um, in South Hadley, and I was uh, interning down at the Springfield Museums. Was my first kind of entree into um, into career world. Um, but yeah, I, I started doing a little bit of communication support there, and then. Um, landed at the Dickinson Museum in Amherst, where I really got my feet into all parts of those operations, but really into communicating our programming, which at the time was really growing and expanding. And so we needed all kinds of new ways to get that word out into the community and invite folks in to see what was changing at the museum, which at the time was really kind of in its early stages of becoming the museum that we know it as today. Um, so I was really excited and happy to be there at that time when it was growing and lend, uh, you know, words to the mission <laughs> statement as it as it changed and things like that. So, yeah, communication and sharing mission driven work has really always been part of what I do and so happy to be continuing that now. And I feel like those two places are such great places to have as stepping stones to where you are. I mean, the Springfield Museums is just such an iconic, beloved place. Even Dr. Seuss aside, um, I just got something in my email inbox from the planetarium and they're doing this whole dark side of the moon, Pink Floyd vinyl planetarium piece. And I I just forwarded it to Matt and I was like, can we go to this? Because this sounds really cool. I feel like there's always something to discover. Like I worked in probably one of the most obscure galleries. Um, It was uh, the collection of, I think, like mostly Japanese, Asian um, and Chinese art. And yeah, we had a, a lot of fun interpreting really cool collections that I don't think as many people as should, you know, know about and yeah. have seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh treasures, treasures abound in the Valley. And Absolutely. then the, um, Emily Dickinson museum. Yeah. I feel like I haven't been to that in a long time. And yeah, they just reopened with a lot of changes recently. I still have to get back there and check it all out. So I have a question about that. Yeah. Is it haunted? No. Oh. <laughs> Yes. I mean. Do you have any haunting, like weird mm, experiences from being in there? That's a good, no one's ever asked me that. Really? I mean. I feel like that's, that's the thing that I always think about when I think of the Emily Dickinson Museum because it's such a weird. It's definitely got um, a lot of charge. Like her, so her home, I mean, Tara, 
I could talk about Emily Dickinson all day, so I'm going to have to keep the cork uh, on a little bit here. But um, no, I mean, what's really cool is you get kind of the two two sides of like a history house museum because her home was lived in, you know, changed throughout the 20th century, and then they're bringing it back to what it was during her life. Whereas the other home that's on the property as part of the museum was her brother's home, which was kept in the family, kept by kept you know preserved as it was. So it's like a total time capsule of that time, um, like like the late 1800s. And so you get these kind of two totally different uh, vibes and pictures of what a museum can be. Um, And so as an interpreter and a a guide in the museum, it it would, I mean, the questions would come up mostly in that second house where it was that time capsule, you know, wallpaper falling off the walls kind of feeling. Um, There's a lot of history there. There's a lot of painful history there. And so I imagine, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely some ghosts there, but I never had any direct encounters. Especially around pain. Like I feel like that's a lot of like the charge of energy and and when people are kind of pulled one way or another way and not really allowed to like release, it's like a lot of negativity or trauma around that. Totally. And I mean, Dickinson and her sister-in-law who lived in that house, like there's scholars who've um, traced their relationship and like talk about Dickinson as a, a queer literary icon and um, through her, you know, love of, of women. And so I really encountered that story when I was a student and was part of what really drew me to work at the museum and experienced Dickinson through learning about her, um, but really as experiencing her um as a queer poet and kind of, you know, claiming her a little bit and in my own sense as a queer person, um, really liking to, I really got into the research around that um, and some of the books that have been written, some of the films that have come out. And, uh, and of course, the most recent uh, television, sh- television show really dives into that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of the strain that, that pulls me closer to kind of where I am today with working with queer artists and continuing that work. Yeah. And so let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, you, you went from there to the chamber yep. and then from the chamber, you found this place where you are now, which is Bloom Local mm-hmm. um, and the Bloomery Art Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about what those two things are and sure. sort of where you are in in your life work journey? Yeah. Thanks, Tara. Um, yeah, gosh. So like that was all before times. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, right, there's, and then, yeah, in the midst kind of, of land there to talk about the now times. Absolutely. Yeah. And kind of during that, these three years of the pandemic that we've experienced it as I'm sure we've all experienced on different, totally different levels in different ways, but a lot of shifts and a lot of changes has, have happened for me. Um, and one of those was stepping out on my own and deciding that I wanted to start, um, offering my skills freelance and really um, stepping into what is now evolved into a community project, um, Bloom Local, that is uh, growing and blooming, if I may, um, <laughs> so in, smart. in beautiful ways. <laughs> it's really, I mean, it, yeah, talk about, so last night, just really quickly at the Arrive at Five, <laughs> it's really cool to hear a couple of people just naturally come upon that word when they're describing what I'm doing. They're like, oh. It's just, it's just so inspiring to see how it's all kind of naturally, organically uh, blooming. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. So I just felt like um, 
I, there was a lot of love for the project <laughs> last night um, after some great coverage we got in the newspaper last week. But um, and that's yeah. like a home hometown crowd. Oh yeah, for you too. Oh yeah, lots it, of lots of amigos in that. Group. Absolutely. Whenever yeah. I'm feeling like I need. A little, you know, as a solopreneur, as someone who works largely, you know, I'm working with community members and, and partnering all the time, but a lot of my work is done solo and alone and kind of in my focus time. And so it's always so wonderful to get out and get to an arrive at five and see my old crew from the chamber and all my friends that I used to greet with the check, you know, the, 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 clipboard a, yeah, a, a check-in <laughs> uh, but now I get to, now I get to just kind of hang out and enjoy and connect um, and that's really what Bloom Local is about. It's um, it's a project that's really born from my heart. Um, and it's really, you know, talking about how lonely it can sometimes be to be doing passion-driven work as one person. Um, I wanted, I was looking around um, in a really kind of, at the time, what felt like a really out of um out of touch time because we were still really in the thick of the pandemic. It was the summer of 2021 and we were all, we, I say, um, you know, call like my peers in the local business community who are, um, you know, emerging um, pretty much in the early few years of starting their businesses. We were all in a space where we were connecting a lot on Instagram and connecting a lot in the digital space. Um, and it felt like there was, um, momentum to do some sort of cross-pollination and cross-promotion and me being, you know, marketing-minded um, and and coming from spaces like the Chamber that do a lot to kind of lift communities um, and, and activate communities um, and kind of bring them uh, like all ships rise at once together. Yeah, connectors. Yeah, Supreme that I connectors. wanted to continue, like continue that work. I you know, kind of went into a space where I was asking around and seeing what folks wanted. And the first thing that came about was a holiday gift guide um, where a lot of makers and folks who were making items that could be gifted um, came together. You know, I asked for a little, little donation to just kind of put this thing together. We created a, a web page and um, promoted it to the community. And that was, I think, how you came into contact oh, yeah. with yeah. the guide. I know. I, I need to try to focus less on my capitalism <laughs> but if you're going to do it, do it with yeah. like folks who really right. care about what they're doing. Exactly. And so this was a great connection point. And we need to take a break, but I do want to come back to the holistic marketing piece because awesome. I think that is totally you and you don't hear that a lot from a lot of marketers. So you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster and I'm here today with Luke Abbott um, of Bloom Local and the Bloomery Art Gallery. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is my good friend Luke Abbott from Bloom Local and the Bloomery Art Gallery. And before the break, we were talking about sort of how you launched this project. Mm -hmm your work, um, was with the holiday gift guide. Mm -hmm. And so you are someone who is really intentional and purposeful in their life and in their Thank work, you. even, even more so now, um, that you're blooming. Mm -hmm. Um, so can you talk a little bit about your idea behind the holiday gift guide and how it's evolved and who you featured? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I say, you know, the, 
the first thing we did was December 2021. Um, and it was, you know, maybe a hand, it was maybe 10 like items that we focused on um, from different makers throughout the area. Um, so when I say, you know, this like grew from a small group, it, it really did. But it, now um, our our full business guide this year features over 30 businesses. So we've just been growing, um, you know, kind of doubling or like uh, adding, adding every year. What are the words? Row by row. Yeah. Um, the garden's growing. So it's been good. It's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> More seeds and buds every year. Um no, but uh, yeah. So, so the you know the holiday gift guide was an idea to kind of test the idea out, see if folks were interested in some sort of cross collaborative promotion, and um, they were. So we kind of kept I kept going with the idea um, and released a, a spring and summer guide last year that expanded to include different categories for different businesses. We ended up having folks. Um, uh, who were artists, who were farmers, who were um, folks who offered uh, different services in terms of uh, wellness, um, uh, business services, uh, anything you know you can think of in terms of different kinds of businesses that we have in this area. So really a, a large array. Um, and that went really well in terms of the public reception. Um, you know, being a, a digital piece, all of our work was really uh, putting this out through digital advertisements and in the digital space. Um, and so we have a, a great kind of active following of Instagram followers. That's our biggest platform um, on social media and where we engage folks in. Um, uh, we have featured content now that we share and um, but engaging folks in giveaways and um, opportunities to uh, sharing information about local causes uh, when for example things happen where we want to kind of activate the community towards a cause um, you know for uh, Earth Month in April last year we did a donation to the Western Mass Climate change climate action group um, and so we always are trying to find ways to kind of uh, inspire a new a new mission for me is really to to work within the ally community and inspire allyship too specifically for the LGBTQ community. Um, but I'm jumping ahead a little bit um, in the <laughs> way that the guide, yeah, yeah, well, in yeah, the way that the guide developed and um, really a change, a significant change um, happened over the summer where um, we really started to see. Uh, I mean, more starkly, the a lot of uh, hmm, a lot of kind of backlash or just like the discrimination for the LGBTQ community has started to rise and be more a part of. Unfortunately, you know, the community is being kind of used by um, uh, the political atmosphere um, to incite uh, violence and um, incite, you know, more separation and more polarization of our communities. And um, unfortunately, is something that, um, you know, trickles out into communities even like this, where um, we have, you know, a general uh, atmosphere of acceptance for folks who are different. I mean, you're here at the radio station where different is good. And um, <laughs> I very much, you know, love that uh, about this area and is a big reason why I'm here. Um, 
especially as a, a queer and trans individual who, like, I'm currently transitioning, becoming more visibly trans, if you will, um, all the time. And um, that's something that I really treasure about this area is a feeling of general general safety. But but even that, you know, said, um, you know, there are, there are all kinds of incidents and moments and situations and different towns and areas where that isn't the case. And um, plenty of community members who don't feel safe, um, you know, so that really, you know, has always been part of my life as a queer and trans person. But this summer, it really felt like things started to elevate in a new way. Um, and that folks in the area, I felt, you know, were looking for a sense of hope, a sense of support, a sense of um, solidarity with one another. And just kind of being the community like connector that I am, I am in contact with a lot of queer folks in the area and many of them are business owners and are had kind of become part of the early Bloom Local. We didn't really have a central resource um, in our area, really pulling together and celebrating all of the diversity of the, of the queer community that we have in the area and so that people can find those businesses and support them. We didn't have a resource like that and I really felt that I had already started to really work with a lot of folks in my community and really just came to the decision that this should become a specifically um, a, a guide for queer businesses and folks who are allied with the queer community. Um, and so that's the big uh, shift and kind of way that we came out this year with our guide um, in December, we started um you know, publicizing um, that we would be doing a bigger guide and doing it, um, publicizing folks year long and that it would be specifically for the LGBTQ plus community um, and allied businesses. And so we um, received, you know, a bunch of folks signing up. We have over 30 businesses and counting um, and we're in uh, over we're in seven categories now and kind of growing from there. So it's, um, we're grateful for folks who are sharing the guide and um, talking about it and using it as a resource um, and supporting these businesses because it's so important that we support um, the dreams and the futures of queer people. It's, um, I think part, we're all caught up in this game of liberation together. And um, I think it's important that we give each other opportunities to, to support one another. And so this is just one way that I'm hoping to kind of open those avenues and um, inspire. So you're saying that Tara should continue to go out and spend <laughs> a lot of money. Yes, absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's one more layer of, of consciousness, right? So, you know, I, I feel like I'm very conscious about where I spend my money hard stop mm -hmm. and trying to do it locally hard stop. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Additionally, am I shopping at, you know, black, brown owned businesses? Am I shopping at um, trans, queer mm -hmm. owned businesses? So this is another layer of yeah. saying, here are some really great business owners in our mm -hmm. region that you vetted, mm -hmm. um, that are good people, mm -hmm. that have good business, you know, that, that we should all be paying attention to and supporting, yeah. um, which you're right. It hasn't been done before. So it's like one more layer of, yes, let's dig in and figure out how to support people and make yeah. them be able to live here and be more lively and be more economically stable. Right. And like not to say that like 
there aren't all levels of success like in this guide. Like I, I really want to stray from like, like we should support these businesses because they're awesome. <laughs> like we should support these businesses because um, they're, you know, inspiring and they give us hope and because the dreams within them are beautiful. Um, I hope that's why folks go out to support versus like a need to, you know, like support is like an interesting thing. It's like we want mm-hmm. to give, we want to support. And also like, what if we just want to like celebrate and help folks who like deserve to thrive in every single way? And so for people listening, where would you like to tell them to find this guide online? Oh, yeah. So you can visit bloomlocal.live and in the top nav of our menu, uh, you can click on the business guide. Great. This is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with Luke Abbott of Bloom Local and the Bloomery Art Gallery. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Luke Abbott of Bloom Local and the Bloomery Art Gallery. Um, it's been really great talking about, you know, how you're developing your brand and elevating other people's brands in the community. Um, I think it's really important because for me, as someone else who's a community connector and a pollinator, um, in the world and in the region, you know, I didn't know about a lot of these businesses. So whether they're not being highlighted, whether I'm just not making those connections, I really appreciate the guide, how you interact. And one of them that I wanted to talk to you about that I like have a super love for, um, is, uh, this person named Lachlan Thomp. Um, from Astral Cherry Art. Yes. And uh, they were featured in the guide and they do personalized tarot cards. Yes. Yes. And let me tell you, Matt yeah. just framed oh. my tarot card. So I asked Lachlan to go above and beyond and like print my thing. And it was like a whole yes. extra thing. I'm sure Amazing. that they'll say, Tara, you, Tara was extra, which <laughs> I'm sure you're not surprised about. And a lot of people wouldn't be surprised about, but... Matt framed it for me as a, oh, as a Christmas so nice. present. And so it's, it's hanging up in my bedroom, I but you know, we had a phone consultation and yeah. they figured out what card resonated with them that yeah. I embodied mm-hmm. and then had this whole other piece of the magician. Mm-hmm. That's my card, mm-hmm. which I'm gypsy rainmaker. If I could, you know, I love, I love it. And <laughs> it was just fa- fabulous. So, so good. yeah. I'm thank so you for you. that. It's of like course. such a special I'm so glad that you got to make that connection. connection. Yes. Yeah. Thank Lachlan you. It's great. And they're doing um, actually coming up this June at the Bloomery, um, our, our art gallery meeting place here in Northampton on um, Friday, June 9th. Lachlan is going to have an art opening at the Bloomery. So, um, yeah, they'll be sharing I think, some of their work. And then they're also sourcing some work from the community as well. It's um, about healing and survivorship um, and queer stories. So... And look so forward to that. <laughs> I, I am too. I look forward to a lot of your things, even though I can't make all of them. But <laughs> the Bloomery Art Gallery, yeah. um, will you tell us where it lives? Yeah. Um, because I am in love with where it lives. Oh, your yes. Your space is just in a divine. Special spot. Very special. It's in a special spot here in Northampton, um, a building called the Old School Commons. 
up um, towards Smith College uh, at 17 New South Street. Um, it's a big kind of yellowish brick building uh, across from Edwards Church and kind of sandwiched between the academy and uh, the corner up to the Forbes Library there. So, yeah, we're um, every Friday we um, have or not every Friday, excuse me, every month on the second Friday (laughs) during Arts Night Out, out. we have uh, art art shows that open um, featuring members of the community and um, yeah, that, that space came about. Um, it opened up in August, and um, we have a, a suite within a unit on the second floor, um, a small space to gather, um, a wall to hang art shows. Um, and then I've been developing some programming to, to happen in this space as well. It's kind of like the clubhouse or like the headquarters for the Bloom Local stuff. So uh, as folks are uh, get involved in the guide project and um, they can, uh, you know, like get in, use the space and meet there. You know, um, we have a leadership group that happens every month starting this month, um, starting next week or two weeks from yesterday, the 18th. Um, And so, yeah, so it's kind of become a place where we can meet and hang out and um, host events. I went to a fun event uh, at this space that was almost like a holiday market where I found these really cool um, unicorn earrings. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we had um, we had five different makers in the space in November um, and did an art market. Um, Lachlan uh, was one of the Astral Cherry Art was one of the people, um, Molly Ceramics. Um, wild fancy designs. Yeah, um, they're really great. Fox and Poppy designs mm-hmm. and Milkweed Magic was a new maker, Jack. So yeah, awesome folks all came together, brought their wares, and folks came and shopped. It was great. And so I love that you're you're sort of adding on to what you do, and the core is is Luke the local is is the core like your your magic around being a marketer yeah. and a promoter and then everything is kind of attached to it totally. or how do you how do you see it yeah 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 well it's definitely evolved like and it's definitely changed Vince at the chamber was totally kind of nagging me a little bit on this last night he's like what's what's the name now um because I did you know as everybody in the early phases of business kind of go through a little bit of an evolution kind of figuring things out and um and so yeah so at, at first I had started um what I thought would be kind of like this unc all-encompassing umbrella of Bloom Media, um, which would have like my marketing work and these community projects. But then I really started to decide that the community projects should really be kind of a nonprofit entity. And so I started running those separately. Um, and that really became the Bloom Local project, was, which is the guide project. Um, and then the the in-person meeting space, which is the Bloomery. Um, and then for myself and kind of the, the work that I do with clients um, and my my main kind of day-to-day stuff, Um, not in terms of the times it takes up, but in terms of the um, actual business it brings in. Um, The, um, you know, that work, um, I've, you know, my Instagram handle is Luke the Local, so that's where that comes from. Um, But yeah, just, you know, do that under my name, Luke Abbott. Um, And I'm considered my, I've given myself the title of uh, Holistic Marketing Specialist, which I feel like really does kind of describe what I do in terms of having a real um, 
generalized knowledge, but then um, really being able to dive in um, in specialized ways that people need. Um, and so it starts with a process of really deeply listening to a business owner or a nonprofit le- leader about kind of where they are and sending their message out into the community and how what they're currently doing um, or, you know, if it's a new business, kind of what their dreams are and determining goals and moving tactically from there. I love strategy and planning for um, for growth. So that's something that um, I'm always doing, even as I'm working on these big outward community projects. I'm, I'm often working mostly behind the scenes um, for some other folks in the community, too. And so is it possible to market and to be holistic about it and to be successful? I mean, you know, like when I think of marketing, I think of like, you know, pushing things through and making a really big splash and being loud and, you know, like, yeah, just like the energy and inertia. But then when I think of holistic, I think of soft and and thoughtful and, you know, like gathering, you know, um, so can you do both and still have the results that people expect from a marketing specialist? Mm. I think so. I mean, I think what makes me different and what I kind of consider to be holistic about my approach is the way that we look at a person and their business and, for so many people, there's like maybe not even a boundary there, like in, in terms of, um, you know, you, for me, like my business has really become a lot of my life. And, um, and, and, you know, understanding that like I do want and deserve and want for everyone a sense of balance and a sense of that I can step away from my work and do other things. Um, And so I think one of the things that I really try to do is looking at looking at the tools, because I think we can, especially as entrepreneurs and people who are inventing and innovating and, you know, really changing the game often in what they do, we can kind of adopt um, like a standard set of marketing practices and think that we have to do them all and think that that's just how it is and that's just the amount of time and this is just how it has to be done. Um, And like there's absolutely something to be said for rules, right? And and the way things have been done. And I think things are changing now and I think, um, you know, the ways that people are consuming advertising and consuming media are changing. Um, And so my approach is really to adapt to that and adapt um, really to take the whole person and the whole picture of their life and their business and the goals that they have into mind and think really tactically, like what are the, you know, three to four immediate things that we can be doing to either streamline or optimize or somehow um, bring some pieces that might feel kind of uh, not connected to one another, to one another, bring them together in uh, a machine and a kind of a more cyclical uh, pattern or a group of activities that are going to serve you better, but maybe actually take less time or, um, you know, be a more efficient use of the time that you spend marketing. Hmm. 
I like it. I have some questions, but we have to take another break. Okay. So you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest is Luke Abbott, and um, they are from Bloom Local and the Bloomery Art Gallery. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Luke Abbott from Bloom Local and the Bloomery Art Gallery, the beautiful gallery uh, in the D.A. Sullivan building to, for a lot of people that might not call it 17 uh, New South. Um, love your space so much. And so... You were just talking about um, marketing and how to be holistic about it mm-hmm. and your approach. And, mm-hmm. you know, you were also saying that mm, you don't necessarily have to do things the way that you always done them and really yeah. pause and be mindful and consider not only yourself, but your business and your community and who you're talking to and all this stuff. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. What's the question? Do we need to be advertising on Facebook? I mean, what is up with that? Like, I feel like for so long, everyone was like, you have to, you gotta, no. you gotta do the Facebook Honestly, ads, you gotta do the, no. yeah, <laughs> I okay. don't think so. Yeah, I mean, it's not as, um, well, one, I, I just like, think about the things that you know about Facebook, <laughs> yeah. like how many friends have left recently? Yep. Like your account, like yep. gone, messed no, up, you know, no customer service, um, no customer not service, um, you know, ads like the targeting has, right. It, that was always the thing about Facebook was like, it was this incredible targeting mechanism that we could really find people through their interests, get to them through their geography. It was a user interface that was useful for people who weren't familiar with advertising. So like, yeah, of course, everybody's going to say, go do that. But like when you think about who's really, uh, you know, who your audience is and, um, you know, thinking about demographics, thinking about who you're targeting. I mean, it very well could be a a venue that's important to you and your business. But if, you know, when you look at, um, you know, the just different platforms that are out there and like how quickly and that's the other thing in terms of growth, like. Facebook is not a place to grow. Like Facebook is a place um, where like organic reach is very hard to come by. I mean, we're seeing that like obviously really change in the Instagram space too with in, with reach and engagement going down in general. Um, and you just reminded me like yeah. of something. Like oh, yeah. I feel like Facebook is a place to reap, not to sow. Mm. I yeah. don't know why that just came into my mind. Maybe it's the whole like blooming thing. Well, but. I think you're right. I think there's something to about gathering, uh, you know, collecting leads through Facebook campaigns that can be great, especially geographically, you know, getting if you're building some doing something like building your mailing list, that can be a really useful mechanism to get you, you know, a good base of folks that are in your area or in an interest um, of what you're what you're talking about. But um yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's really looking at the each platform and evaluating like who's there what's my, what am I talking about? Like, what's my content? Does it really fit on this platform? For example, you know, TikTok is all video. Instagram is moving more towards video. Um, How can you, like, how can you maybe move two different kinds of content onto one platform um, that for a lot of people, Instagram seems to be the place where you can do that and where you can be successful doing it. And um, although, the algorithms are always changing um, and the kind of 
ways that appearing on these platforms uh, enticingly is always changing. You know, it's just a matter, I think, of really listening deeply to your audience. Um, Have they stopped engaging with you there? Maybe it's time to look somewhere else. Uh, Maybe it's time to try something else. Um, Just doing the things for the sake of doing the things. I think we kind of all know that that doesn't really work. And I wanted to circle back for a second, too, to something you said in the first segment, which was the partnership piece Uh. and the coming out of COVID piece and really coming together to people. I mean, I've seen it so much more, um, the collaboration, the cross-pollinization between Mm. different businesses Mm -hmm. and just like attracting like, but not only that, not stopping there, but really like elevating and lifting up um, partnerships that you see in the community and how you promoting something else really is also promoting yourself in this very weird, like not in the front kind of back of the room way, Um, which I would love to talk about one partnership that I've seen recently um, with a mutual uh, organization that we both love, Trans Health. Yes. yes. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. Yeah, sure. Yeah. um, Oh, so lucky to be working with them. What an inspiring team. Um, what an amazing organization to have in our our community. Um, you you were awesome to invite me on a tour there recently. So I got to see inside and just like meet some of the staff. And um, it's been beautiful um, just getting to know um, the work that's gone in and the care that's gone into creating that place and keeping it going. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I was able to hook up with the with the folks at Trans Health and um, start to do just some, like kind of feel out like what we could do in terms of helping the community, local queer and trans community um, teaming up on, uh, on a couple of things. The first thing we did was um, do some fundraising for Monty's March. Um, we came Yay, together. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we came together um, inspired. Uh, Tara was also part of, of Monty's March um, for her own team, but um, Bloom Local and Trans Health came together, made a team and uh, raised we exceeded our goal. Um, I raised over $1,000 and um, brought to light, um, brought forward some statistics um, specifically about the queer and trans communities and the hunger, um, uh, you know, in, in, in our own community. I loved your ask, by the and way. So it definitely it inspired me to give, for awesome, sure. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, just like shedding some light on like recent things, especially since COVID, some of the um, the need in the community. So that was great. And um, we're not stopping there. We um, applied for uh, and have received a bunch of local cultural grants to do a meetup series. So that'll be coming up this spring um, throughout the Valley. Um, We'll be popping up in a bunch of places that are soon to be announced um, with some, some fun social, um, but also like really community building um, and culture focused events. So featuring some artists and speakers and performers through, through those as well. So stay tuned for that. And you can, um, our newsletter is a really great place to kind of keep up with everything that we have coming up and going on. And where do you sign up for the newsletter? So if you go to our website, bloomlocal.live, um, up in the right corner, there's a button where you can click. It'll also probably pop up and ask you to join. But Yeah. And yeah. for anyone listening, also check out Trans Health, too. Yeah, absolutely. They have a great... Um, birthday bash coming they up. They do. Coming up um, in May, the first weekend in May, Alok, the... Um, trans and gender nonconforming poet and like ama- amazing speaker um, they announced at their holiday party back in December that they would be 
the speaker in May um, over at Bombix. And I've been following Alok now on Instagram and just like so wowed and inspired. and just comes through in every post every day. I'm always sharing. So clear and bright and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I bought my tickets already. So Me too. Um, Bombix. Yeah. In May. Yeah. 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 And so what else is coming up for you on the calendar? Oh, yeah. So, um... Really excited on, uh, on well, next Friday, actually, February 10th. It's also my birthday. Oh, um, but, uh, happy know, birthday. Happy almost birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> beautiful. Um, in addition to being my birthday, um, and really more importantly, we're, we're doing an opening at the gallery that night for a um, artist, Tony Lemos, um, up from the uh, Ashfield area, who's done beautiful botanical prints, all the colors from the botanicals that they collect and it's going to be gorgeous, especially to have some plant energy in the very cold nice. week that we're going to have. Yeah, so. I've seen some of that maybe at Mixed Greens. Maybe. The, the botanical Oh, they do some really cool art. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they're another one featured in yeah, our Yeah, I saw that. Guide. I was checking out your very guide good, online earlier. The other thing I'm super excited about next month, um, March... 8th is it's a Wednesday evening. Um, I'm partnering um, with my friend Sharon um, of Sharona Color Art. She's an amazing ally based in East Hampton. We're doing a ritual night. It's going to be about like wintering and like um, coming through the winter. Um, We're going to do some share some poetry, do some meditation, do a little movement, and then like respond to some of the amazing paintings that she's gonna create for this experience. So mm. it's gonna be a really immersive, fun night. Um, March 8th. So yeah, more info on that is going to be on our website as well. Jonah and I do some fun things together once in a while. Maybe like there'll be a tarot card. Once in a while. Once in a while. We got a plan. We're, We're here to have some fun. March 8th. Yeah. Jonah and I went to TSVGA Perfumes in East oh. Hampton and had a little sampling smelly fest. It was Very fun. Cool. Joan should be a <laughs> perfumer. That Ooh. would be really yeah. fun. It's like her secret. We are out of time. Oh, We've got one minute. Okay, well, Luke, Thanks Abbott, for having me, from Tara. Bloom Local and the Bloomery Art Gallery, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Such a pleasure. I also need to say thank you to Business West, George O'Brien and his team for um, supporting the show and, and me and so many things throughout the region. Also to Greenfield Savings Bank, who has allowed me to bloom in my own way. Um, I lovingly refer to myself as a recovering entrepreneur, and they keep extending my tether um, to the mothership out and out and out so I can keep doing all the pollinization that I do in the community. So thank you to Tom and the team at Greenfield Savings Bank. Thank you to you, Joan Holiday, for being here. It's my pleasure. Time always the boards. I appreciate you. Um, and thank you to the listeners for listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today was Luke Abbott. Thank you so much for being on, Luke. Thank you, Tara. Big love. Big love. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. 